Do you ever get frustrated when your Latter-day Saint friends misunderstand what biblical Christianity is all about? Introducing Christianity to Mormons, written by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson, will help equip you to share the essential doctrines of the Christian faith with confidence. Published by Harvest House, each of the 10 chapters includes examples of real-life evangelism encounters while giving clear steps on how the information can be used in witnessing situations. Introducing Christianity to Mormons is available wherever quality Christian books are sold. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Our thanks to Adams Road Band for that musical introduction. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. This week we're looking at things that Latter-day Saints are supposed to believe, but things that are not found in the Book of Mormon. The reason why we've drawn this connection is because of the statement made by Joseph Smith, and I will quote it again, I told the brethren that the Book of Mormon was the most correct of any book on earth and the keystone of our religion, and a man would get nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. Wouldn't you agree, Eric, when you read the Book of Mormon, though it does have a lot of theological instruction in it, it's pretty basic in what it teaches. It does talk about faith in Christ and things like that. And of course, we can debate what Christ are we talking about, because even though the Book of Mormon gives us a pretty generic understanding of the Christ it talks about, Latter-day Saint leaders have come on the scene later on to make it very clear that their Christ is not the same as our Christ. Now, you wouldn't know that from reading the Book of Mormon. But one of the reasons why we wanted to do this study is because it's not uncommon for Latter-day Saints, as sincere as they are, to give a prospective convert a copy of the Book of Mormon and tell that person that if they want to know about what the church believes, they can find it in the Book of Mormon. And that just is not true. Now, certainly, a lot of the things that we are talking about would not be what even we would consider to be salvific, even in an LDS context. However, if you were told by your LDS acquaintance that you will find what they believe in the Book of Mormon, and let's say you were to join the LDS church based on that statement, wouldn't you be a little bit miffed when you started attending church on a Sunday morning and start hearing doctrines that you know you did not read in the Book of Mormon? Wouldn't that catch you off guard? Would you feel that maybe, just maybe, you were deceived by the statement that your LDS friend made? And I'm not trying to imply that Latter-day Saints are purposely lying to us to try to get us to join their church. It's just that comments like the one made by Joseph Smith, have been echoed in other areas of Mormon thought and in Mormon periodicals that this is what they really do believe. But have they really taken that statement and dissected it to see what exactly, what was Joseph Smith talking about? 
And certainly we don't agree with that statement that Joseph Smith made on November 28, 1841. We would tend to argue that if Mormonism is true, you wouldn't be able to get nearer to God by abiding by the Book of Mormon precepts than by any other book. You would need, in fact, the Doctrine and Covenants. You would need the Pearl of Great Price. You would need the Latter-day Revelations that are found in General Conference and given to members of the Church twice a year. All those teachings would be important if you're going to fully understand the entire scope of what Mormonism is all about. Because Mormonism, we admit, is pretty complicated at times. Sometimes it's so complicated it becomes convoluted. It contradicts itself at times. We don't find, for instance, leaders of the LDS Church always being in harmony with each other. Sometimes they do tend to contradict. We need to know this before we involve ourselves in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's why we find problems when our well-meaning LDS friends tell us, hey, just read the Book of Mormon and you'll find out what we believe. That just is not true. One of those areas that you would not know about in reading the Book of Mormon is the idea that God the Father is married to an individual who's described as simply Heavenly Mother. This husband and wife team are known in Mormon theology as our Heavenly Parents. But do we read anywhere any of these teachings, such as this one from Joseph Fielding Smith in his book Answers to Gospel Questions, Volume 3, page 144? In Genesis we read, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. That's Genesis 1, 26 or 27. Is it not feasible to believe that female spirits were created in the image of a mother in heaven? I would argue, no, it's not feasible. There's nowhere in the Bible that even hints of such a relationship between the God described in the Bible and the God described in Mormon theology. It wouldn't be feasible. It would be unnecessary because we believe that our God is omnipotent. He can do all things. He doesn't have to do things in the natural order that things have to be done here on earth. But Spencer W. Kimball also made a very similar statement in the book, The Teachings of Spencer W. Kimball, page 25. And I might mention that Spencer W. Kimball was the 12th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Men and women in the image of heavenly parents. God made man in his own image, and certainly he made woman in the image of his wife partner. You, referring to the women, are daughters of God. You are precious. You are made in the image of our heavenly mother. Now, again, there is no mention in the Book of Mormon as to anything like this teaching, it's really an argument from silence. As we find, just about all the unique teachings are argued from silence if you're trying to make it sound like the Book of Mormon teaches everything you need to know. It just isn't there. But the fact is, LDS leaders know that the doctrine of a Heavenly Mother is not in the Book of Mormon. In fact, it's not found anywhere. Tenth President Joseph Fielding Smith, again citing from his Answers to Gospel Questions, this is volume 3, page 142. 
The fact that there is no reference to a mother in heaven either in the Bible, Book of Mormon, or Doctrine and Covenants is not sufficient proof that no such thing as a mother did exist there. If we had a father, which we did, for all of these records speak of him, then does not good common sense tell us that we must have had a mother there also? No, it doesn't. It Common sense doesn't tell us that if we are dealing with an all-powerful God. But even Bruce McConkie, who was the son-in-law to Joseph Fielding Smith, Bruce McConkie was an apostle. He's the author of the book Mormon Doctrine, a book that is cited in a number of LDS manuals and such. He said this on page 516. Implicit in the Christian verity that all men are the spirit children of an eternal father is the usually unspoken truth that they are also the offspring of an eternal mother. An exalted and glorified man of holiness, found in Moses 6.57, could not be a father unless a woman of like glory, perfection, and holiness was associated with him as a mother. Well, let's think about that. It's an unspoken truth. In other words, we have no real reference where this comes from, except perhaps from the mind of someone like Joseph Smith, a Latter-day prophet. They're trying to use reason to make this work, but again, is that absolutely essential when we're dealing with an all-powerful God? I would say no. Uh, It's interesting because BYU professor Charles R. Harrell, this is my doctrine, the development of Mormon theology on page 138, he agrees and he says, surprisingly, nowhere is the doctrine of Heavenly Mother explicitly taught in any of the standard works, note what he says, neither is it found in any of Joseph Smith's recorded teachings. He's right. There is no real specific statement that we find by Joseph Smith himself that is teaching this. Bill, there's one more quote I want to give you from a church manual, and I find this manual, Achieving a Celestial Marriage, from 1976, page 129, this quote I find to be interesting because I don't see anything that is mentioned here as a doctrine found in the Book of Mormon. Listen to what it says. By definition, exaltation includes the ability to procreate the family unit throughout eternity. This our Father in Heaven has power to do. His marriage partner is our Mother in Heaven. We are their spirit children born to them in the bonds of celestial marriage. Now, Joseph Fielding Smith, as we have mentioned earlier, said that fullness of the gospel means all the ordinances and principles that pertain to the exaltation in the celestial kingdom. Now, that citation that you gave from the church manual, Achieving a Celestial Marriage, by definition, exaltation includes the ability to procreate the family unit throughout eternity. Now, if you're considering joining the LDS Church, wouldn't you want to know that? You see, this is really the point of this study. You're given a Book of Mormon by a very well-meaning Latter-day Saint friend of yours, and he hints that somehow by reading this book, you're going to understand what Latter-day Saints believe. But the Book of Mormon doesn't teach any of these unique teachings. Wouldn't that tend to catch you off guard when you all of a sudden find yourself joining the church down the road and then hearing all these doctrines being taught over the pulpit or maybe in certain manuals that you're reading? I think this quote is so telling because none of those terms are found in the Book of Mormon. I'm using exaltation, marriage partners, the mother in heaven, spirit children, celestial marriage. Where are you going to get that from the Book of Mormon? 
I think you make an excellent point, Eric, because none of those words would carry the meaning that Latter-day Saints have for them, and you certainly won't find them understood the way modern Latter-day Saints understand those terms in the Book of Mormon. But we come back to this idea of an unspoken truth, something that is obviously true, but just isn't stated exactly. But then how many times, Bill, have I had Latter-day Saints say they reject the Trinity because the word Trinity is not found in the Bible? And it's not found in the Book of Mormon either, but just because the word isn't there, it certainly is taught. I don't think these concepts that we just mentioned are taught anywhere in the Book of Mormon. Well, especially when we look at the doctrine of a heavenly mother. Now, of course, it's also termed as our heavenly parents. We have a heavenly father and a heavenly mother, and through some type of procreative act, they are creating spirit children, which I find odd because Latter-day Saint theology teaches that God the Father has a body of flesh and bones, but yet he's having spirit offspring. We don't find the God, the father of Mormonism, having offspring that are really like him because they are spirit in essence. But this idea of our pre-existence with our heavenly parents, this is taught in a lot of detail in the book Gospel Principles, which is a correlated church manual. In other words, it's a manual that Latter-day Saint members are supposed to read, and it has been approved by the First Presidency of the Church. So in tomorrow's show, we'll be looking at this doctrine of the pre-existence. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism.